0: Hey hey everybody! Welcome to another edition of Unk Few. As always, I'm here. I'm Unk. I'm joined by the Few, the Proud, I'm few, the Few, the Few. I'm Brendan. Few. I'm Few. He's Few. He's Few. Far <laughs> the and in few, between. The Proud, the Few. The Few, the Proud, the Few. So today we're going to talk about something that that uh, I had no idea we were going to talk about until until I found out we we're talking about it. Which is what is it, Brendan? Uh, I'm gonna talk about Kanye West, man. Kanye, we had no plan <laughs> to talk about Kanye. We're gonna dive into that, and that's gonna be, I think, very interesting. So, tell me why we're talking about Kanye, Brendan. So, well, this is—I okay, just got so,
1: fired up about him because I listened to him on the Joe Rogan's podcast, and I feel like I've been struck by lightning. Wow. By the, I was like, really? And K- Kanye West, yeah. Like he, first of all, I don't know if you know this, but he's like.
0: Uh, he's creating, like, a series of churches around America. Did you know this? Actually, I didn't. I mean, I knew. I know he has a very deeply intense interest in, uh, I thought, Christianity, or I'm pretty sure Christianity, but I didn't know anything beyond that.
1: Oh, yeah, he's serious. I mean, he hasn't done a big part of what they talked about, especially at the beginning of the chat, was, I mean, probably for the better part of an hour is the fact that Kanye really hasn't done I don't want to say he hasn't done anything in the last year, but it's like he hasn't really created much. All the music that he's created and all of his energy and effort predominantly has been going into his ministry. I'm not kidding. Oh, no. That doesn't surprise me at all. He's like he's building a hundred and, I don't know, 120,000 seat mega church in Atlanta. And he's building, like, I mean, just the series of things that he's talking about. He's like, oh, yeah, I just, I'm, um, and it's funny because Joe Rogan was like, people are like, what is Kanye doing? And Joe's like, i am he's making church cool. That's what he's doing.
0: Yeah, and he is.
1: It's fascinating. I was listening to him and I was just like, man, Kanye – like, first of all, Kanye West absolutely has a mental disorder. Like, it's just it's, – it's really clear. Like, he's bipolar. I mean, that's a public – that's a known fact. But, like, he just has some other type of brain disorder that he's able – he has leveraged – into being this like uber creative person who just also has the audacity to like, he has the same thoughts. I thought this when I was listening to him, I'm like, dude, he has the same thoughts that like you and I have. He
0: just says them out loud.
1: Yeah. He just says them out loud. And then he also just has the audacity to think that wasn't just my, you know, that wasn't just a thought that I had. That's God telling me that I need to go do this. And then he'll just go do it. And that's the, that's like the
0: big difference. Right. And, and, you didn't say this explicitly, but I think it was inherent in how you said it, especially with the prefacing comments, yeah. is that you think he's crazy.
1: Yeah, well, because he is. And, I mean, he's he's crazy in the sense that he's abnormal.
0: Okay, well, I don't think abnormal and crazy are not the same thing to me. Crazy means well, like he needs to be like institutionalized or hospitalized or drugged or something, and I don't think he's those things.
1: No, but in another society in another time, he would have been. And he almost wasn't ours. Like, they drugged him. He was talking about this with Joe Rogan, where, like, they, you know, whatever, whoever they are in this context of the conversation him and Joe Rogan were having basically wanted Kanye to take uh, just a whole bunch of different drugs that he felt made him less creative, so he stopped doing it. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, so when I say crazy, I don't mean, like, he's not, like, verifiably insane. Clinically insane. Yeah, he's not – but he's crazy in the way that – I actually thought this when I was listening to it. You know, when I – so when I was taking a lot of philosophy in college, there comes a point where you're reading a lot of these philosophers and you think, these guys are like – some of these guys are like rambling lunatics. And it just so happened that the thoughts that they were having, they ranted in such a crazy way except into a book that it became – A bestseller because nobody had ever had these thoughts like this before and expressed them this way. And that's why it's such, like, I think specifically of Soren Kierkegaard, who wrote, who actually also was a Christian and a theologist. A lot of his work is just standard part of Christian seminary education now. Um, He was an existentialist or maybe a proto existentialist. And he wrote books like Fear and Trembling and Either or. Fear and Trembling, by the way, you might like because it's. Just a retelling over and over and over again in many different ways of uh, going to Mount Moriah from um, Abraham and uh, Isaac. It's like a you know the story of of Abraham and Mount Moriah, correct? I don't really. So I don't rec- Ab- well.
0: I don't recognize the name Mount Moriah.
1: Yeah, so Abraham takes Isaac, his firstborn son. Oh, oh I'm sorry. No,
0: no, I do know the story. I just never knew that it was—I mean, when you say uh, Isaac, you mean he was going to sacrifice his son? And, Correct. Okay, I know the story. I know that story. I just never knew the term Moriah.
1: Yeah, Mount Moriah is where he takes he takes Isaac. I mean, I guess that's, that's the idea anyway. I don't even know if the Bible says it directly, but that's what people gotcha. sort of believe. Gotcha, gotcha. And— it's fascinating because Soren Kierkegaard tells this story over and over and over again, like from 30 different perspectives and 30 different ways where – I mean and I'm just pulling 30 out of my ass. I don't know how many he does. But the concept was that he was like – it. T- they don't ever talk about this in the Bible, but it was like an eight-day journey to go to Mount Moriah. Oh, wow. And the concept was he was like, why – how did this happen? Like this is such a – crazy like to – Imagine being Abraham and hearing God say I want you to go sacrifice your only son who I've already told you I've already told you you will be the father of many nations you and your wife can't conceive then you do and now I'm telling you to go take your only son and sacrifice him to me and he, he, you know so Soren Kierkegaard's trying to figure out how did this happen is it because he, did Abraham hide this fact from his wife and child did he tell them directly did oh, they he, also he, buy he, into it he did it?
0: hide it from his son that part i do recall the story that's written yeah, in so, the story
1: so it's interesting because he he so at what point does isaac realize he's trying to do this you know what i mean at what point so soren kierkegaard tells the story and over, over and over and that's just a you know me digressing into this is only to illustrate the fact that when you read this book fear and trembling you think this soren kierkegaard is crazy Like why, like nobody, why would anybody sit here and try to retell this story over and over and focus on this very specific and esoteric bit? And Soren Kierkegaard's thesis basically in the book is that the proper state of faith is one of anxiety, not one of like blind faith where you're like, oh yeah, I just believe it and that's just it. He's like Isaac, I mean, pardon me, not Isaac, Abraham had to have doubts. Like if we... If we believe in a oh, moral yeah. universe, we think the guy who is hearing a voice in his head say sacrifice your child ought to be having doubts but is going forward with those anyway despite the fact that he has doubts. And that's Soren Kierkegaard's concept of sort of an existential choice of faith is that even though you have doubts, you're you're choosing to go through it because you think that um, the purpose is greater than the doubts that you have. And that's – anyway, that's, that's his concept. But – when you read the book, you're like, this guy's a rambling lunatic. And I thought of something similar listening to Kanye West, to be honest. I was like, he's he's just – like things that are coming out of his mouth right now are so – like he's not – whatever whatever anchor normal – quote-unquote normal people have their boat attached to, Kanye is nowhere – he's just pulled up the anchor. He's just float. his boat's just floating on the sea of creative – free associative thought and the things that are coming out of his mouth are just, he's just going with them. And, um, I don't, I, I just thought, man, the audacity of this guy to pursue what he's doing, that's amazing. Like just to go, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, he literally said in the interview, he was like, he goes, you know, we live in the now. And the problem is that I am trying to bring the future into the present. And I was like, this dude, is it like I can see I, I never liked him before. And after the, I mean, I liked his music and I, I, I was a big Kanye West fan in college in terms of his music. But like I never I always thought, man, this guy's just an ass. And then listening to him now, I was like, oh, no, I got this wrong. Like he's he's a struggling genius to have the weight of these profound thoughts. He truly believes that God is like speaking through him. And the anxiety he feels in his life is because he really feels like, oh no, I'm a messenger of the Lord and I have to make sure that I do not waste these divine gifts on the wrong things. And that's like, he feels like this intense pressure. And he didn't say that directly, but you can just read into it when he's talking and you're like, oh, that's why he's the way he is.
0: Yeah, and uh, those are all really interesting observations, many of which I have heard about him, some of which I have kind of, made similar ob- observations personally, and I I believe him. I really do. And the reason I do is because of the courage of his convictions, one. Two, because I firmly do believe in the larger things that he believes. Mm-hmm. So, so if I believe that there are actually people on this planet at any given point in time who truly are being used as God's messengers, because I really do believe that— And I believe that because of the, you know, 50 years of research, literally, that I've done on the Bible and in what it preaches and the veracity of much of what it preaches and looking historically at how God used people. And the example that you gave there of Abraham and Isaac is just the perfect one, actually, in terms of what it means to be used by God, the faith it requires, doing things that make no sense to you on a human level— because you feel compelled to do so on a divine or spiritual level, which I believe is what Kanye is doing, mm-hmm. is that, you know, you your 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 concern is, you know, there's an expression in the world of Christendom that I happen to like, which is doing everything for an audience of one. You mm. don't give a fuck what anybody in this life thinks about what you what you believe, because you know in your heart it's correct. That's as simple as I can say it. That's how I feel, is that I don't care if everyone in the, in the world tells me I'm wrong, an idiot, a fucktard, whatever they want to call me, I still am going to believe what I believe, and it's not because I'm just choosing to believe it. It's because it was just kind of forced on me in my view, and that's how yeah. I think Kanye is, is that he just believes that whatever he's espousing is truly spoken to him, not literally, You know, not like God didn't talk to him necessarily, but he has these urges and these these. He just has to do it, almost like an addiction. Yeah,
1: I I think that's true. I think that he feels a, I think he feels a pressure from God. Yeah, to that. Yeah, that he. That yeah. I mean, certainly he feels it is from God. I mean, like that's what's interesting about. And actually, maybe fear and trembling is the right.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to say right it
1: analogy here, because it's like I don't know if it's from I mean, that's a matter of belief because you're like, dude, do I think Kanye West has divinely inspired anything? It's like I, the dude's a genius and he's like created amazing music. And he's not only that, he's he made a point during the conversation where he he goes, everything that I've done from me entering rap to me getting into into um, into design and you know fashion has changed those industries and changed the worlds that they were in. And many of them, people thought that what I did at the beginning was stupid and then everybody else started following me. And he's like, right. And he's right about it. And that's what's so weird is you're like, dude, he just, his belief, is self-belief is so unshakably strong because he just has, one, he's got, now he's got this amazing track record, but before anybody else could see it, he believed it was, he could do it and it was the case. And it was basically because of exactly what you're describing like he just has this faith that he's like no god is I'm like this is divinely inspired and if people don't see that now they will. And yeah. that's I mean like man that's amazing cuz I think you're right that that occurred to me also when I was I was like man I'm i went on this I was um out on this hike and listening to this. And I've listened to it twice actually because that's wow. how inspiring this was to listen to. And I was thinking exactly that thing which is dude he doesn't like I think he feels I don't want to say even bad isn't quite the right word. I think he regrets some of his previous actions. Oh, yeah, you know, I like do too. I think, yeah, he does. I think I think that if he could take back some things that he did, like with specifically the grabbing the mic from yeah, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift comes to mind. But I mean, he has a sense of humor about it now. But like, I think that he would go look that probably wasn't obviously it wasn't my best moment. And I feel bad about that. But he feels like he doesn't regret it in the sense that or it wasn't a bad moment. Because he's like it that was God put that on my heart that I needed to say that. I thought that was a lie. I thought that Beyonce had the better video. And like I just it's like crazy to me. Like he that's just how strongly he believes in this stuff. And that was the lesson. I was like, he doesn't feel like he has to answer to anybody. Like it's between him and God, end of story. Audience of
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, and, and I I'm, I'm firmly like I really haven't followed his story that closely. And I've always kind of wanted to circle back because I was vaguely aware of these things like i know that he um he did some uh, i don't know if to, what to call it because i don't know what i don't know how it was presented in its original form but i know he did something with Joel Osteen on at Osteen's church and in yeah, fact i believe he's me. i believe he's made multiple appearances there but he did something and i watched a like a, a few minutes of this video of it and it was like a th- two or three hour long event that I never did quite figure it out because I didn't watch enough of it to figure it out because I didn't really like it that much, to be honest with you, because it was kind of, it was so avant-garde that it felt weird, and I think also I was just in the middle of doing something else when I thought, oh, I'm going to check that out real fast because I just heard about it, and I checked it out, watched a few minutes, thought it was a little bit weird, didn't got distracted, and never circled back, but I think I'm going to, I'm definitely going to listen to the Rogan podcast because I had heard about it, but then As I just said, in a different context, I heard about it, forgot about it instantly, never circled back. But that, I believe, will be a very interesting conversation. The fact that you chose to bring it up now, the fact that you've watched it twice, the fact that you've rattled off all this stuff that you've rattled off about it, it clearly affected you. And I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome.
1: I think it has, man. I mean, like, I just really – something clicked in my head where I just was like, this – what am I – There's more to this. It's not just that there's more to this, like there was a moment of me thinking there was something about it where I was like this is so I mean the more to this is a good way to put it but it also just felt like this is so um I think I, I don't know man I am actually kind of struggling for words on it. It feels like there's a what what like what am I holding back for? Like what 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 possible reasons do I have to play a small game or to or to why do I give a shit what other people think about me yeah at
0: a minimum or, there's that issue
1: yeah why do I why do I give a shit about what it just there was a lot I don't know man it was like there was a lot of just hearing Kanye talk I went this dude is like a prophet like he really is like a like he's he's saying and doing things. like he's definitely plugged exactly into a different power source
0: I think that's exactly what he is I think he, that's exactly what he is. He is a prophet. I believe God is using him for larger purposes. And you know, who better? Like if you were to hand pick, you know, you, actually you, Brendan Lemon, if you were to hand pick somebody who was going to reach, let's just let's just call it like I think it really is, was going to reach a population of people that I would describe as young, hip, hip hop uh Culturally hip young people. Yeah, who would you choose? Yeah, I mean he's the he's the dude. Well, well, okay. Let's look at this differently. Who would you choose that could have more of an impact than him?
1: Oh yeah. Well, and it's funny because he's he's you know he, I mean even in college dropout he had Jesus walks. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and it's
0: funny because what do you mean I talk about God? My record won't get played. Yeah. Yeah, you could they say you could
1: rap about everything except about Jesus. Like yeah. and yeah. Yeah, that's so funny because I that's it that's exactly the thing is like you can't there's
0: something about you can't talk about that like and, and in a nutshell, in a nutshell. Like if, if at the end of this entire conversation, I think right here what we're talking about right now will be the will be the tagline of the whole conversation, which is that Kanye is going to take That little thought that's encapsulated in both what you just said and in what I just said. You know, you talk about God, my record won't get played. Uh, that and what you just said, that's what I believe ultimately he's here to do, is to change the perceptions on that kind of a thing, which is making God uh cool and not for the sake of being cool at all. God doesn't need to be cool. If God's if God exists. He fucking created everything. He doesn't need to be cool. He, he He's the author of everything. But – I mean
1: if, if you believe – yeah. If you believe he's the omnipotent force in the universe, he's literally the wellspring from which all cool derives.
0: <laughs> exactly. But it's not cool to think like that. But I think Kanye is changing that. I really do. And it's so interesting for two reasons. I mean for a thousand reasons, but two particularly. One is, as you may or may not know, I published a blog post um, – actually exactly a month ago and it's called having doubts about doubt because you said earlier about you know doubt is supposed to come with like trembling and fear or whatever and yeah. uh, that other than the polit- some of the political posts we've written that is the most popular thing we've ever had on our blog it has oh almost yeah there's got 900 of, got likes hits, and yeah. 200 comments and it's about the having doubts about that about doubt Having doubts about having doubts is really what it is, and I don't want to talk about that. People can read it if they want to, but the second thing is a blog post I'm finishing today, which I've never said a word about to you until right now, and I don't have a title for it yet, but have you ever heard of, of a guy named Roger Penrose? Roger Penrose. Yeah, I think I have. He's a colleague of Stephen Hawking's.
1: Yeah, he's a mathematician.
0: Yeah. And Nobel laureate, all these other things. In fact, I happen to have a page open right now. I'm looking for images of the guy, but it's – he's a professor of mathematics, University of Oxford. And, I mean, you know, he he moves in the circles, the intimate circles that, you know, were occupied by Hawking before Hawking died in 2018. And this guy's still alive, and he's old. But anyway. He's about 90. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's 89. Uh, But anyway, I uh, – for reasons I'll skip, I – um, I happen to run into uh, what what the only thing I know him for, which is something called the Penrose number. And the Penrose number represents, and this, th- these are my these are my words. So I'm probably gonna mess this up. The in order for the Big Bang to have been accurate there's a whole slew of conditions and occurrences and events that had to happen in a very specific ways, in a very specific sequence, in order for the universe to be not only just created, but also to be created in a manner that would ultimately many you know millions of years later, according to that theory, be supportive of the creation of life. Mm. So the Penrose number is Penrose's actual calculation of of the odds of one of the components within the larger chain of components that comprise the big bang theory and that mm. that single component is referred to as initial entropy conditions they had to be certain they had to be a certain way in order for that part of the process to work and in order for that part of the process to work you know in order for the big bang to be true that had to be part of it, you know, that just led Mm -hmm. to other things. Mm -hmm. But again, it's called initial entropy conditions. The odds of those conditions being what they had to be in order to do what I just said were 10 to the 10 to the 123rd power to one. Yeah. Those are the odds. Now, I'll just mention one more thing to try to put that in perspective. If you were to actually write down the number I just said, the number of digits in the writing down of those odds would be greater than the number of atoms in the known universe.
1: Yeah. So the 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 idea is that in order for the initial entropy conditions to be such to produce the universe we're now living in, there so the the chances of that happening. I don't, I guess I don't know how you would calculate that but that's why he's a genius. Correct. Are so infinitesimally small that the the chances of it
0: Being, happening
1: yeah. are astro- I mean truly astronomically insignificant.
0: They are they are so and I'll add one more thing which is in the world I, and these are things I just learned in the last week. In the world of statistical probability odds of 1 to 10 to the 50th power are considered zero or, mm. or or worse, are considered zero. This is a trillion, trillion, trillion times less likely than that number.
1: Mm. A trillion,
0: trillion th- – that's the actual number. A trillion, trillion, trillion times less likely than the odds of what's considered to be zero in the world of probability. I mean that's insane. And it's, I, po- I posted it on Facebook because I was trying to grasp – I was trying to put this in terms that people might understand because this is really hard to grasp because you know the numbers are so infinitesimal, as you said, but I have a friend who has a, a PhD in statistics, and I asked him to calculate something for me related to this blog post that I wanted to write. He actually could not do it. He could not do the math I asked him to do because it was so complex, but what wow. he did do and again, I think this will put this in some perspective for you because it did for me. And I'm summarizing what he, what he wrote on Facebook. You can go look it up right now if you want. It's on my Facebook page. Um, so he said this, and I'm summarizing. If you were to win a one in a million sweepstakes 200 times a day <laughs> for 41 straight days, that number would be 10 to the 10 to the fifth power. And the number we're talking about is 10, 1 in 10 to the 10 to the 123rd power. And there is – he couldn't do the math to express what the odds of a 1 in a million sweepstakes 200 times a day for 41 straight days divided by the Penrose number. He couldn't do that math because it was so complex. In other words, th- those numbers aren't even close to each other. Mm. Uh, 200 times a day? For 41 straight days, winning a one in a million sweepstakes wouldn't put you even close to the odds of the Penrose number. I mean, this shit to me is mind-blowing. I understood that the odds of the Big Bang were, you know, were, I mean, it wasn't like 10 to 1. <laughs> but, yeah. but I had no idea it was like this extreme because, again, it's like, uh, it, to me, it calls exactly as it did in the case of Penrose himself it called into question everything he had ever believed. Mm-hmm. And that also happened to somebody else I quoted within this blog that I'm about to finish who, who calculated the odds of another component of the Big Bang, another individual component, specifically the, um, the specific process by which carbon is created. And carbon is, is necessary because carbon is the most you know, uh, populous atom in living things. So yep. without carbon, you can't have life. And this guy goes – went and did some massive calculation on that process, and uh, he said that if that had been off by one thousandth of a billionth part in a certain chemical part of that process, it would not have worked.
1: Well, this is like one of these things that – not to, again, slightly just change the conversation, but it's – so one, the likelihood – I understand your point, which is the likelihood of none of this being here is greater, fought by – you know, stupidly huge yep. amounts of numbers we can't comprehend. Yeah. Then, then not. Um, I, but it's interesting to me because I also think like, there's no guarantee that the laws of physics should continue to operate in the way that they do currently. Like there's, there's just no, there's no,
0: no, I agree with that.
1: The fact that we have the lo- laws of thermodynamics that are the way that they are is meaningless for f- the future in the sense that, at some point in the primordial past it could have been the case that the laws of physics were different and then in the future they might also be different I, there's no there's no reason that you know strong and weak atomic forces continue to operate at a constant no that's
0: fair that's a fair observation but on the other hand i would say that if somebody's trying to prove something scientifically they can only go on what they know you know what i mean true they have, they, yeah, so it's
1: hard to hard to you can't calculate things you don't
0: have or don't know, right? And of course, you know it's unspoken, but I think obvious that my entire mission here, in this narrow conversation we're having, in this blog post that I'm writing, is I want people to think about this shit because we take so many things for granted as just correct that I think may not be they could be they could be incorrect either for for reasons you just cited. Maybe the laws of physics were different than somehow that's very viable. But yeah, but even if you're right and I'm wrong that still undermines, quote, science. And so, or potentially undermines it. And so uh, that's all I'm trying to do with this blog post is to get people to think about stuff because I think that, you know, and, and, and you have such a, a naturally curious mind. I mean, wh- my, one of my favorite aspects of you personally, probably my favorite aspect of you, is that you have, you have a, you're, you're very intelligent you're very objective, and you're you have a, a very insatiable level of um, curiosity about the world. I think you know the fact that you the fact that you have an interest in philosophy, for example, which I, I think that's awesome. I think I told you when I you went know, I went to Michigan State. My first term at Michigan State, I just randomly chose like the the history or philo- the foundation of philosophy or some class like that, and to mm. this day, that was the my favorite class I ever had in my life. I loved it. And the only reason mm-hmm. I didn't pursue it further was because I didn't see a, you know, what to do with the degree in in the, in that endeavor, as you know, as you <laughs> have mean, lived.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm 34 <laughs> and I'm still tr- not sure what the hell to do with it. <laughs> no, but
0: but um, but 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 still, my point remains, which is that you know I love those aspects of your personality and the fact that you're curious about these things because I believe that. As I as I watch you change through life, because I've I've seen you change, and I've yeah. seen I've seen you become. And like this conversation, the start of this conversation was one of the high points of what I'm talking about, which is I had no idea you're gonna bring up Kanye, and no clue. And the things that you said about it, you know, the the perspective that you had on it, the things you chose to share, it all kind of tells me that you know you're just on this path, and this path mm-hmm. is. I have no idea where it's going. I just know that you're on it, and 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 I see an arc to it. It's not just somebody who's has a career and wants to do well in that career, and his next career step is here, and his next career step is there. You know th- that most people live lives like that, whereas I yeah. see I see your life as, and and there's all kinds of other reasons in support of what I'm saying, like the fact that I've never known anyone like you, who who so freely just gets the fuck up and moves to the other side of the world on seemingly a whim and, and does that consistently over time. And, and to me, those, the previous point I was making and that point go hand in hand. They both suggest the same kind of thing, which to me is like, it's a journey for you. And that's awesome. I mean, I, I'm really envious of you. And I mean that wholeheartedly, 100% sincerely, because I'm not like you. I've been more the traditional person and i've missed out on so much i know i have and i'm i'm just excited for you because i believe you're going to keep doing this stuff and i believe you're you're moving in a direction and i really like the direction i think you're going to end up you know you're not bound by you're not limited by oh shit i'm supposed to do this at this age you know you don't seem to be burdened by that and that's awesome yeah I, that's awesome I, you know it's funny
1: i feel some of those pressures i guess but i also kind of feel like i don't how do I feel I kind of feel like here's what happened when I was listening to Kanye I thought whatever source this guy's plugged into I need to I want to be plugged into oh, like that's I'm I'm awesome. fucking tired of this of of just because I here's the other thought and this is what you this is you've implied this in what you've said although you haven't said it directly is like I think what hit me when I when I was listening to him also is because he was saying he was like, let's imagine, you know, Elon Musk could have been he could, he's like he could be, you know, a senior engineer at GM right now. Yeah, if that that's that's what he could have chosen to do. And and not only could he have chosen that, but he could have there. We could live in a society in which there were enough pressures on him that he felt like that was the best option. And there was something about a lot of that when he was talking that I thought this is exact. I've had this exact thought before, which is that We live in a country of, in a society, really, of technicians. These are people who have essentially business degrees, whether or not they're real business degrees, and they look at available opportunities and they are less interested in creating new things, what Peter Thiel would call zero to one changes in the world. Than they are trying to create one-to-end changes in the world, meaning like – and Disney is, a, is what Kanye uses as an example. And I have to agree with him. This is exactly the same way I feel about it. He was like – he goes, the new Disney Star Wars films are terrible, and they're way worse than George Lucas's Star Wars films. They're way worse than George Lucas's ones, um, even though everybody hated the prequels and talked about how shitty the prequels were. These ones are even worse. And they're worse because they come from a manufactured group of people who don't want to do anything new. They only want to continue to do the same things that audiences – that they can bank on and predict what they audiences want to do. They want to milk
0: do. the franchise.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, but let's just – but what Kanye means by this specifically is let's just extrapolate that to the whole world. And he's correct. Is like everybody is more interested in doing things that are already proven than they are in doing anything new. No one wants to take any risks. Yep nobody wants to and, yep. and and i think he's correct in that our entire cult like our culture and society i hate i hate it when people go but our society it's like our society but our legitimately our our social environment our society is suffering because no one wants to take any risks and nobody wants to stick their neck out and nobody wants to do anything because everybody is too afraid of loss than they are of gain and i think that that Yes. concept is what's actually ki- killing us. I mean, I go- spiritually killing us for sure. But oh yeah. Beyond that, I would say even financially and um culturally.
0: Well, I agree with everything you've said there and that's a really smart observation and all of those things are made far worse. Again, we will now drift into the, to the territory of the social dilemma. Um, you know, it's, yeah. they're all made worse by for those same reasons that are cited in the social dilemma in terms of if you, you know, if you deviate from the whatever the mantra du jour happens to be, what are we excited about today? What's our priority today? It's racism, it's police brutality, it's whatever the fuck it is it's you know it's it's suffocating and and then the fact that there's that aspect and then there's the aspect of just you as an individual expressing an opinion on anything that deviates yeah. too far from uh, the middle and or 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 the middle of your side of whatever that issue is and to me that's even worse because it's you know if you're weak-minded if you're a person who is susceptible to peer pressure and you know and you can be caused to stop pursuing your dream because enough people tell you you're an idiot then which is also I'll, I'll say that represents 90 percent plus of the world probably more like 95 or 97 percent I would mm. really think and so then you've just got a handful of people who are willing to take those risks like a Kanye like an Elon Musk and and like you I mean I, I'm confident that you fit into that category which is why i have you know this this hope and this optimism not to add pressure or to create pressure whichever it may be but it's just me being honest with you that that's what i really think that i just see you going somewhere and i don't know where it is but i think you have the you know you have the the, you have the qualities that if you choose to continue to move in that direction you could you could really do something on a scale that could, I think, could could affect people. And I think that having that potential, just having that potential, just having mm. somebody recognize that you have that potential, that's really that's really huge, dude.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I that's I feel I feel inspired after listening to him. That's why I've listened to it twice. Is I was like, this is just it's it reminds me. This is not. I, I said this to my parents the other day. It even though they don't understand any of these references is it reminded me of the – did you – you're familiar with Jordan B. Peterson? We've talked yeah, about him on the podcast. a pod bunch before, of times, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of times. Well, it re, it reminded me in a way of listening to Jordan Peterson for the first time, where it was like
0: – Who's et, this guy? Just,
1: yeah, it was like, who's this guy? But not just like, who's this guy? But this dude <clears throat> is – he? It, it just the, what he's saying – and how he sounds and the tone of all of this is just so different from anything else that's circulating around yep. broader yep. Um, culture. That it just it it really that just really I don't know it just really struck me where I was like it just I like I remember when I listened to Jordan Peterson for the first time I thought I just need to consume everything this dude has and has put out because I need I just this is just amazing you know Yep. like whether or not I agreed with everything he said it was like it just I've never heard anybody say anything like this before. And that's pretty much how I felt with Kanye listening to it as I just thought, dude, this guy is just plugged into a different power source than everybody else. And he's, and that power source is enervating him so much that he's just, just the, he just is breaking. He doesn't, he has no constraints, like anything that was tied him down to, or would have tied someone else down to considerations of, you know, you know, their culture or social environment or norms or whatever he just doesn't give a shit and that is just he's just moving through and like no wonder he's a billionaire because you just think he just is moving through the world causing just up evil things
0: that he's interested in he's causing up evil in a good way wherever he goes yeah he is i mean like just yeah. just look at you know, one small aspect of of his world and again i want to make clear I have never studied Kanye at all. Like I've never sat down and done any real research on him. I just know what the average person probably knows about him, maybe even less because I don't make any effort to follow him. But I do know that he's had involvement with Adidas and he is he like the designer of the whole Yeezy line of of, of- Oh yeah,
1: he's changed he's changed their entire I mean he's like He's the designer of the entire Yeezy line, and he's right. He's okay. doing shit with shoes that like nobody's ever done before. Well, and yeah, and he's and, changed entirely
0: their brand presence. Oh, radically, and and not only that, but he's created an entirely new pricing paradigm. I mean, again, I've never owned a pair of these shoes. I don't even like them, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't hate them, but I mean, I would never pay three hundred fifty dollars for a pair of those shoes. I might pay three fifty for something, but not for those. I don't like them that much. But yeah, but the fact remains. Like I, I have, a, I have the Adidas app on my iPhone because I love Adidas shoes. In fact, I'm wearing a pair right now, and I have a whole. I just bought two new pairs in the last week, and I mean, I got a whole bunch of Adidas. None of them are, are are Yeezy, but I'm aware of Adidas more so than I used to be because I really just like their shoes. Period. But i become somewhat aware of him because of that. And I, on their app, you do get these notices that'll say like this new. Yeezy is dropping in a week. Reserve your pair now, and it's like yep. three hundred and fifty or four hundred dollars. And I'm like, what? Like, who's buying these shoes? And yet, back when I used to go to a gym, you know, when they were open here in the land of dictatorship of Michigan, <laughs> uh, lots of people wear them. I see them all the time. I mean, oh, it's yeah, not, people it's, wear them everywhere. Yeah, it's not like people aren't buying them. Lots of people are buying them. So, so yeah, I mean, he came in. I have no idea how he ever hooked up with Adidas, but all I know is he's there, and he's remade their brand, absolutely, and he's created a premium part of the brand that never existed before, and it's appealing to this, you know, this part of the culture that probably it did appeal to before, but not on that level and not in that way. So, I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine how much money he's, how much wealth he's created just for Adidas yeah and, and again, all these other things that he must do that I don't know anything about and yeah, the fact that he's moved on in fact it was I'm not sure if it was Kanye himself who said this or somebody said it about mm-hmm. Kanye that you know back when he first started talking about God on a larger level not long ago, somebody said or he said'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna make God cool. I think you yeah. already said that but you know I, I, and you watch he will. He absolutely yeah, it's going to be will.
1: it's that's going to be the next thing is that there's going to be a whole oh, I think it's already in process. Yeah. But I mean that's going to be the next big thing is that that's going to be
0: the there's going to be a ton of people who are all Opened, suddenly open to the idea that weren't yeah. before. Yep. Yep. That's his mission right there. I think it's just make the make people just you know f- 2 or 3 or 5 or 7 or 10% more likely or more open to the exploration of the idea. If he accomplishes that alone, which I, I'm confident he will, that is that will be his greatest contribution. That's, and I believe that's why he was born. I believe that's why he was put here. I believe that's why he's done everything he's done to this point. He's gained credibility along the way. He's, you know, he's overcome things. People tell him he was stupid to do that. The fact that he came out in favor of Trump. I mean, it's almost like he's trying to think of, what's the thing I could do to wreck myself the most? <laughs> and watch me overcome it. Yeah. And each me, time I just, do, yeah, I become from
1: thing to thing where yep. I just overcome casually. Exactly. Things that yep. Without even trying, other people get mired in, and and it's it's funny because it explains his. After listening to him talking, I was like, oh, this explains completely his ad, ad, his friendship. I don't I don't know if I'd call it admiration, but his friendship for Trump, like Trump, is a similar kind of thing. Is that it's yep. like he just he continues is. to overcome. Left and right, things that would bring down normal people because he just doesn't care about yep. the rules that we should be love him or hate him. That's exactly what's happening, and so totally am like, No, no wonder he's like he, him and you know him and and Trump are buddies.
0: Oh yeah, no, they're they are they are similar in that regard for sure. They they have zero fucks left to give, and I think that we should all we should just all. Like, I mean, the, the certainty. certainty.
1: That Kanye talks about this stuff with, where he'll say things like, "Well, what I will do and will manifest is," and then he'll say just like an extremely insane, like, "How is that possible?" thing, and you're like, "Well, at this point, all bets are off, man. He could do exactly. anything." Like-
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, and then you know, once you, I think once you do what he's done, which again is to go through all these different scenarios where people thought, "What is that idiot doing? There's no way that'll work," and then it works, and then the, the voices each time that happens those opposing voices become quieter and quieter, and quieter to the point where yeah he could say anything at this point and I think very few people would oppose it because they're like I am not betting against that dude at all and, and not only that but you know one of my favorite aspects of, of studying Christianity and learning about it, learning what the Bible actually says is that God uses completely ordinary people in fact, he often uses people who are less than ordinary, people who were losers, and you know, by the world's standards. Tax standard. collectors. <laughs> you took, you took that—literally, that was my next sentence was going to include that phrase, swear to God. He takes—yeah, because you know, as people who don't know, tax collectors were the worst people on earth back then. Not that they're great now, but they were worse back then, apparently. <laughs> and so so God uses all these ordinary people to accomplish all these insane things And like you mentioned Abraham, you know, and you clearly know the story because you referenced it because you said specifically one of the things that's always referenced when talking about Abraham, which is God said to him, this is written explicitly in the Bible, that God said to him when he was well past the childbearing age, as was his wife Sarah, both of them were in their 90s and had not had children, and he had tried to have children, and that caused problems of a different kind. But God said to him, you will be a father of nations, and your, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. And that was spoken to him before he'd ever had a kid. Yeah, right. And so that's just one of a whole bunch of examples. And I, then
1: God said, mm-hmm. okay, now that you had a kid.
0: I'm going to kill him. I want <laughs> yeah. you to kill him. I want you to go kill him. And because Abraham's faith was as big as it was, he said, okay, God, I'll do it. And then he went to go do it, and then, you know, where he talked about how the story plays out, where he doesn't kill his son, because God then tells him, you know, good and faithful servant, you don't have to kill your son. Here, I'm going to give you this ram wanders into the scene, uh, you know, a, a physical ram, and Abraham sacrifices the ram instead of his son. And so, but, you know, there's there there's a whole bunch of other examples. Like, one more I'll give is Moses, who was, you know, the leader of the Israelites who led them out of captivity, from Pharaoh in Egypt, and Moses—you know—people focus in on his background. He he spent 40 years hiding in the desert because he murdered an Egyptian and was witnessed murdering this Egyptian, and was scorned and shunned by society, and had to go live in the desert for 40 years. That same guy is the same guy who ended up leading God's people out of captivity and into the promised land, and so. And, and these examples just go on and on and on about who God uses to accomplish his purposes. So, all that bringing it back to this conversation, and all that I personally want you to get out of this, is that God works in mysterious ways and he uses all kinds of people to do all kinds of different things. Many times, I think, totally unwittingly. People have no idea they're being used by God. Why do you, what, you tell me, where's your next thought coming from? What is it? Like what? What? What is the origin of your next thought? Do you really know? Because no. I don't. I have no idea what I'm well, going
1: to say yeah, next. So this is the thing that like Joe Rogan and Kanye connect on big time, and I knew this before Kanye was going to show up on the show, which is that Joe <sighs> believes, and I think that there's something to be said for this: is that people don't have ideas; ideas have people, and mm. you have to be in a place where you can receive. You're like a tuning fork, and you have to be mm, able to I like receive that. the idea and if you're not in a place where you can receive it it won't it'll find someone else
0: well and yeah i agree i agree and then and that 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 goes perfectly with what i was going to say next which is you know another thing that the bible is very explicit about is that if in order to receive you have to believe this is mm-hmm. right there just right there right there limits how many people it just eliminates them from this conversation because they just don't believe christianity mm-hmm. is fucking bullshit it you know some of the comments that people write in these blog posts that I write about, just the venom. Dude,
1: they really yeah. The I venom. will say that is like you read them and you're like, man, these people are. There's They're, something, and here's the thing that's weird about it is like, I mean, you know, like look, we've I've been back and forth with this in my life, in you know, taking reading philosophy and stuff, and I've sometimes thought I'm like, look, I, I have doubts, and I'm not really sure. Or it's something Okay to like have that. doubts, but at zero point have I ever been like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, about
0: exactly, it's like, why would you? And
1: it's, it, there's something about it where I'm like, dude, what is, why are you so threatened by this idea? Exactly. What is it about this? Exactly. That causes you to have this, like, venom, such, yeah, venom is a good way to put it. Such a,
0: well, and I, I, I have an answer to that, actually, but I don't really want to go into that per se. But, but the, the point really is that if you have to believe to receive, so that, let's just take that as step one. So if you don't believe, then you're not gonna ever get anything out of this whole converse, you know, the whole Christian thing. But if you do believe, then you open yourself up to possibility of the possibility of something happening. And I believe that's what Kanye has done. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, of course. But I believe that's a big part of it is that he's never been shy. You know, going all the way back to, like you said, College Dropout, that was the name of the CD, right? Yep. Yeah, Jesus Walks. I mean, if you go back to that time when was that? I mean, that was a while ago. I don't—I mean, I'm— two. 2 It was O2? 2 yeah. All right, so we're talking 18 years ago when he was still unknown because that was his first, wasn't it? Yeah, and, he was uh, in his 20s. I think he was like 24, 25. Yep, and so he was an unknown, and he's putting that out. And I believe—this is just my personal opinion, my personal thinking, but I've just seen this manifest in other similar situations, and it just reinforces the point— which is, I believe, in part at least, because he was willing to do that, to put that message out into the world without caring how people were going to react to it. That's, that's how you get rewarded by God. And I just believe that God has blessed him along the way. It doesn't mean he's had a great life or a perfect life or whatever, but I mean, I just think that you—and again, let's talk about Joel Osteen. And I want to be clear, I'm not the world's biggest fan of Joel Osteen. I totally get why people don't like him, and you and I have never even talked about this, so I don't even know what you think. Do you like him or not, Joel Osteen? Yeah, I'm guessing guess you don't like him. I have like
1: conflicting him. feelings about him because let me just quickly describe why. There's been a bunch of times in my life where like I uh, have listened to him and like where I've been like shits really hard, and then you listen to Joel Osteen and you're like, man, I feel better. But I kind of feel like he's kind of slimy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I get that. So. I don't know. I guess it's the good with the bad. The fact that he has his wardrobe is worth as much money as it is. I think is a kind of. Hypocritical. I don't know
0: anything about that, but uh, but your larger point, or larger points are well taken, and I don't disagree. And I think that uh, he's not. He does not speak in a manner consistently. Speak in a manner that is true to the Bible. He tends to pick and choose things. He doesn't necessarily convey them in the right context or the full context. You know, and he focuses too much in on the benefits of what you're going to get if you believe in God, as opposed yeah. to... Um, the trials and tribulations you're going to face, because that's also going to happen. Well, he doesn't dodge those things. I don't want to say that. But yeah, he doesn't paint them in the most accurate. It's just sort of like, God's going to make it all great. Where, you know, and I think he, God, God will make it all great, but there's just more to that conversation that, you know, he typically kind of skips, or he doesn't quote scripture he'll say something but then he doesn't actually quote the scripture which if you're a person who you know who's into this like i am if you don't show me the scripture <laughs> i'm not listening to you unless i already know it which i often do but my point is sometimes he'll say like and then and then in the book of Isaiah it says and i'll stop the recording and i'll go look and i can't find it anywhere and i'll keyword search it and i you know i mean it's like did you just make that up dude but anyway um The reason I even referenced Osteen is because, much like I said about Kanye in a moment ago, that when Kanye put out Jesus' Walks in that college dropout first CD back in 02, he was taking a stand for God and putting himself out there publicly and saying, I believe in this, and I just believe at some very basic fundamental level that God rewards just that just the willingness to tell the world, I believe in God. Because you know how the mm-hmm. world is. I mean, so many people will just laugh in your face or tell you you're an idiot or threaten you or whatever, and Osteen— It's
1: almost like a lightning rod to all of the meanest qualities in it, a it, lot of people.
0: Well, it, and it makes perfect sense, actually, because if you believe, like another another scripture that you and I have never talked about at all is one that says this, uh, and I'm paraphrasing— the wars, the war of this world is not being fought human-to-human human and, and human against human. It's being fought good against evil and God against Satan. Mm-hmm. And and I happen to believe that too, meaning the people who, who tell me what a fucking idiot I am for writing the Christian things that I write, I can just tell from the, the lack of objectivity, the lack of openness. You know, I have no problem if somebody says, listen, I've thought about what you've said and I just don't think it makes any sense. You know, I just don't agree with it. I completely respect that. I have no problem with that. But when somebody just comes at you with a level of aggression and venom and anger and wants to just tell you what an idiot you are, my view is like, wouldn't, if you truly didn't care, I mean, ambivalence is is ignoring. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. the only time that you know, we as humans tend to really get in each other's faces is for two things: love or hate. Mm. You know what I mean? We don't. If, if I don't, if I don't give a shit, I'm not saying anything. And so I know those people care, or they wouldn't take the time to write a 400-word attack on me. But what I'm, I'm, I'm touching a nerve inside them that they can't stand. It's like get this the fuck away from me. I don't want you shining a light on this. Get this away from me.
1: Yeah, that's what yeah. it really I is. I think that's like there's something. I think you're right about it. There's something there that I I, I can like. And it, it, Kanye is, I think, a good example too because it's like he just there. I could imagine people listening going, "Fuck this guy!" That he thinks he can just do oh, all yeah, this of shit. Course. And you're like, yeah. that's uh, of course, it's aggressive." But um,
0: but going back to like you personally, it's like I'm just feeling, and I've I've been I've been I saw this. Years ago, I mean, literally, I'm talking years. I don't recall when. I want to say, five, six, ten years ago. You know, you said something, or I don't know. I I don't. I don't have any specifics to share. I just know I felt it. My mom and I have talked about this a lot. Just FYI.
1: Yeah.
0: I won't even tell you what she said, because I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to put that on you. It's all good. It's good. It's just that I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want you to know it. To be honest with you, but it's like. She's like, Oh yeah, I you know, I, I hear what you're saying about Brendan and and then she says what she says, but it's like she sees the same thing I do, which is mm. there's this evolution that's happening inside you. And um, you know, I think it's awesome. Like I'm I'm really excited about it. And there's not there's not many things that happen in my life that are anything like what I'm talking about right now. Like I don't have, you know, ten other people in my life whose lives are moving in some direction that I like. Like this is not a topic I talk about ever. Yeah, it only relates to you. Mm. Which is, he's gonna absorb all this shit. I'm just gonna absorb all of it. No, this is, dude. <laughs> like this, honestly. Like as we're having this conversation, this might be the my favorite conversation I've ever had with you, on or off air. Yeah, because I'm just, yeah? I'm, yeah, because I'm just excited by what you said that led to all this. You know, the fact that you liked what you heard from Kanye and. It clearly just touched you somehow. Yeah, it clicked. I mean, it's, it's,
1: um, there was something about it where I just was like, he, he just, like, I, I mean, I think that's the the purest way I can express it is that I just went, whatever power source he is plugged into, that's where I want, that's, I, that's what I want. I want that. I don't want this. I don't want
0: anything that I'm dealing with. Well, I don't want this technician stuff. Yep. No. And uh, honestly, and I don't, I don't want to, you know, go into, detailed conversation about this necessarily, but I think you know what power source he's plugged into. Yeah, I mean, you right. know the answer to that. <laughs> you know the answer. And, and and you know, this, again, the fact that he's, you know, may, maybe, I'm not saying he has, but I'm saying maybe affected you in that way. You know, I'm just thrilled to hear it because just for, you know, selfish, for you, positive reasons, but also on a much larger scale of the hope that he'll touch other people in the same way, because I think he will. And oh, I think sure everybody yeah. and you can only you can only gain from this. There's no loss in it, which is another I mean, I thing. I started
1: making TikToks about it. That's how much it affected me.
0: What? <laughs> are you being facetious? Yeah, I've he, never uh, seen a TikTok. No,
1: I mean I've been yeah.
0: I'm, I am I've friends who are legit famous on TikTok. Well, I know that, but I I'm that's just for me that's a social media bridge too far. <laughs> I'm never going to explore that.
1: Yeah. Uh what what am I well, missing? It's probably it's probably good for you. What am I missing? <laughs> I mean it's just it's a uh, TikTok is like short videos, right? It's yeah, but it's just it's too much like it's too powerful. <laughs> what? TikTok it's just, it's, itself? It's so good at understanding oh. that it's like, "Oh, oh. here's what you want to see. Let me just give you more of that." Oh, you mean the algorithms. Like, yeah, I mean it's too powerful. It's well, just too much. I feel, are like, they that much better? Usage.
0: Are they that much better than like a Facebook's algorithms? <laughs> By a million. What? Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, do you want to see Girls who are ambiguously late teens, with you know, no bra dancing in the t-shirt. Here's a million of
0: those videos. <laughs> Keep and going. Facebook doesn't do that. No, Facebook does not do that. Okay. Well then, maybe I maybe I've judged TikTok a tad prematurely.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Uh, man, this is a good conversation. I
1: hate I I I hate to do this, but I actually need to get running. Not uh, a problem. To- no, I think we've covered it. To the day job, but this was good. This was not at all what we planned to talk about. But I no, think this was and good. I was ready to have that
0: other conversation. This one was much better.
1: Yeah, I just I think I've been fired up. Like i I feel like I got struck by lightning with this Connie with after listening to Connie, and I was like, man, I'm just.
0: I'm I, ready to. I think you need. I think you need to run with that, and I think you need to run with that for a whole slew of reasons. And I'll just give you one or two. One would be the fact that you, because of these other. Aspects of your life in terms of your 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 willingness to go, your willing to your willingness to go there or there or there or there, you know, for a month or a week or a year or a decade, um, that just frees you up in a way that other people would be constrained. Secondly, is oh, yeah. the timing in your life of maybe coming to some realization is maybe perfect in terms of transition. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would just encourage you to to keep riding that dragon, because uh, that just feels like it. This feels like really legitimate to me for you. Oh yeah. Um, so I yeah, would encourage I mean, you.
1: I, I appreciate that. I that's how it feels. So I, I'm. I mean, this just. i I've kind of just been dealing with this because it's the last few days. But something's gonna. Well, I'm gonna do some.
0: I'm, I'm hanging up the phone, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the the Rogan Kanye conversation literally right now like you yeah, you've you've good. made me want to just drop what i'm doing let me know
1: your thoughts when you do because i will it's
0: good i will all right dude well i um, hope you've enjoyed please. that conversation as much as we did and uh, as always we look forward to having you on on our next or on any edition of hunk few until then see ya woo. what was that that was me doing woo